Hi, my name is John Elmore. I'm one of the teaching pastors here at Watermark Community Church, and I've served in this ministry, Regeneration, for the last 12 plus years. And so I'm so thankful to be with you tonight. I wanna begin this evening by telling you about an alcoholic that I know. And so this person, this individual in particular, began drinking in junior high. He would say that he was an alcoholic all of his adult life from 18 to about 30. Had his drinking friends confront him about his drinking trouble. Had two doctors tell him that he was dying of alcoholism family intervention, ended up in AA and quit about halfway through, which is not a great strategy, and then actually ended up here in regeneration and spent some time here. And this is a little unorthodox. I don't do this every Monday night. Don't worry, your picture is not going to be up here. But I want to show a photo of this individual just so you can get an image in your mind of what this person was like in his struggle. And so you're going to see on the screen a picture. That picture was me. That picture is from December of 2005 when I was steeped in alcoholism. And I'm very intentionally using the word was because the individual that I just told you about, that was me. It's no longer me. I've been given a new life, which is what the word regeneration means. And so I'm not him any longer. Yeah, amen indeed. And every hand clap, all for Jesus. And so let me introduce myself again. My name is John Elmore. I have a new life, not a better life. I have a new life in Christ, and I'm recovering from alcoholism. Hi, everybody. So here's the strange reality from that picture is that I thought I was having my fun. I thought I could have my cake and eat it too. I thought because I was high functioning and I wasn't hurting anyone that I could do what I wanted to do. But the reality is, the strange reality is that alcoholics don't consume alcohol. It's the reverse. Alcohol consumes alcoholics. You look at that picture, I was being devoured spiritually, physically, and mentally. And so tonight, I wanna talk about alcoholism and substance abuse, which I'll define as the inability to stop once you start. It's like a car without brakes. There's never enough, there's no moderation. When you drink, you get drunk. When you use, you get high. It's all or nothing. And so tonight we're going to cover, one, the problem, like what it is and how to know if this is a struggle for you, and then how to address it, what the Bible says to say about it, and how to be free. Now, two things up front. First, you need to know that regeneration, nor any other program, nor any of the other A's, will change your life. It just won't. Regeneration, this program or curriculum, has no ability to change your life, but Jesus will. Jesus has the power to change your life. It's been said that if you have a drunk thief and you get him sober, you'll still have a thief, one that's possibly even more capable. So what's necessary is total change and not just to remove the substance, the alcohol. And then secondly, you need to know that if you will not admit that you have a problem, there will be no change that the very first step to admit that we are powerless is essential in this pathway unto recovery. But just know that if you're willing to admit and if you're willing to trust in Jesus, he can change everything because what is far worse than alcoholism or addiction is eternity in hell and Jesus can deliver you from both in this life and forever in the next. And so let's begin. Because what happened was in my life, before I admitted 
is I had family members doing an intervention. These two doctors told me I was dying. My drinking friends were confronting me about my drinking. But even still, because I wouldn't admit that I had a problem, I wasn't getting any help. And I thought it was all subjective. I'm like, what do you know? You drink with me. And my parents, you don't understand alcoholism. And you doctors, like, what do you really know about the levels and what I am doing? And so it wasn't until I took an assessment. It was 12 questions. took very little time. And within minutes, I was in my first AA meeting. And God began the journey of recovery. Now, because of that, I want to put these 12 questions before you tonight. Because I think I'm not the only one in the room who might have this struggle. And so with these questions in mind, I want you to simply, on your fingers, if it's a yes, count it one, two, three, for however many yeses you get. It's simple yes or no questions as you walk through this 12-question assessment. Here it is. Have you ever decided to stop drinking or using, but it didn't last? Do people talk to you about your drinking and using? Have you tried to manage your drinking and using with only certain kinds, amounts, days, or times? Have you drank or used in the morning to help you get through a hangover? Have you had remorse, guilt, or regret due to your drinking or using? Has your drinking, using caused problems with relationships, work, finances, health, or the law? Do you often have four more drinks in one night or 14 total in a week? Do you drink or use to get a head start or get buzzed before the party or the event? Do you find that most often when you drink, you get drunk? Have you missed, called in sick, given excuses for missing events or work for being too drunk, too high, or too hungover? When you drink or use, do you ever have difficulty remembering details of the night before? And lastly, have you ever tried to quit and then started again and found yourself at the same, if not worse, level? And with all those yeses having counted up in your mind, I want you to know from the experience of thousands and thousands of individuals that if you answered yes to four or more of those questions, odds are you have an issue with substance abuse, alcoholism, or addiction. When I took the test, I ran out of fingers. (laughs) But here's the reality, though, is that you actually don't have a drinking or drug problem. You have a heart problem. As it's been said, alcoholism and alcohol was not my problem. Alcohol was my solution. That's what I used to cope, relax, decompress, escape the stress of life. It wasn't my problem, it was my solution. And so what I needed was a better and different solution. And when I found the life-giving, perfect peace of Jesus Christ, which I was made for, to be in right relationship with God through his life, death, and resurrection, when I found that peace, then I no longer needed the false, fleeting, poisonous peace of alcohol. I had been given a true peace, and I no longer needed the poisonous peace. Again, I didn't have a drinking problem. I had a heart problem, and he gave me a new heart Now, you remember those two doctors that said, hey, if you keep drinking, you're going to die. They sent me out of their office without any solution, which feels like medical malpractice. Like, you just told me I'm dying. You told me I have an addiction and and no path, no instruction. And so I walked out just like, I know I have a problem. I know I have an issue. I don't know what to do. I know I need to stop. I don't know how to stop. Well, God is so good that in his word, he tells us what 
This is substance abuse, alcoholism, addiction, and how to get free. Not just defining it, but delivering you from it. And so here's what the Bible has to say. I was reading through Proverbs as a new believer. I got to Proverbs chapter 23. I just wanted to know like wisdom of how to live life well in the counsel of God. I got to Proverbs 23 and I, was, I like stopped in my tracks. I couldn't believe it because in Proverbs 23, at the end of the passage, he starts describing alcoholism. He's like, who has woe? Who has strife? Who has bruises without reason? They hit me, yet I didn't feel it. I feel like I'm sleeping on the top of a ship, like the room spinning. And then the haunting words at the very end of the passage, despite all that strife, it says, when will I awake so I can have another drink? Like, like all the insanity and the depravity and the pain of all that. And yet it's like, when will I wake up so I can have another drink? And I was like, that's my life. That's literally what I lived through. And then I got a first Peter chapter four and it says, you've spent enough time in the past living as the pagans do. And then it goes on and says debauchery, lust, and drunkenness. And I thought about my life and I'm like, yeah, 12 years is enough. I've spent enough time in the past living as pagans, those without God, do. Like, I don't need to roll those dice another time. I know the outcome of what's going to happen every time. I'm not going to escape this. It's going to consume me. And I got to Ephesians 5.18, and it says, Do not be drunk with wine, which leads to debauchery, which is just reckless, wild living. But instead, be filled with the Spirit. And so you know, if you've ever been drunk, that you do things you normally wouldn't do, you say things you normally wouldn't say, and you think things you normally wouldn't think. It's like the, the spirits of rum, whiskey, vodka, whatever, take over and all of a sudden you've got this alter ego. Well, God in his wisdom is like, hey, you know how that happens? Well, don't do it with wine. Instead, let the Holy Spirit fill you. And similarly, but altogether different, you're gonna do things you normally wouldn't do. You're gonna think things you normally wouldn't think. And you're going to say things you normally wouldn't say because the spirit, as you're like given over to alcohol, you're under the influence, so to say, of alcohol. Now you're going to be under the influence of the spirit and it's going to lead the life in peace as Romans chapter eight says. I was in Sudan for a summer working with alcoholics after Darfur, it was a mess, after the civil war. And I would go into these moonshine stills and I would say, hey, if you have a problem, I was just like you. I was addicted to alcohol. I didn't know what to do. If you'll meet me here at this time, God will set you free. Like Jesus saved me, he'll do it for you. And I'm standing there waiting under this tree and all of a sudden I see people walking in over the horizon. And the town drunks, like totally depraved by alcoholism. They'd been discarded by society. They got set free. They trusted in Jesus, not only for their salvation, but for deliverance from this lethal addiction to moonshine that would make you blind within three months and kill you within six. And they were getting delivered, like restored back to their families. They got jobs. They were productive in society. And the town didn't have any category for it. And so they started making up rumors that the American was giving them Western pharmaceuticals and paying them not to drink because they're like, we don't understand. We know these people. How in the world have they just been set free? They've been drunk for all their lives and now they're amazing people. They're back in church. They're working jobs. They're back with their family. They're parenting. What happened? He must be paying them and giving them like Western pharmaceuticals to get them free. It was Jesus. It was Jesus. We met under a mango tree. We didn't have 
any curriculum, no big book, no regeneration, no nothing. We have Jesus Christ alone, the power of the Holy Spirit, the word of God, and people were set free. And I wanna tell you tonight the secret. And it's very simple, but it is very profound. And it was simply this, that if you have a problem, substance abuse, you need to act. A-C-T. You'll see it on the screen. And this is what we would do. We would come together and it was A, ask God for help. Because clearly they didn't have the power. I didn't have the power to walk away from alcoholism, but God has the power. It's a supernatural problem, sin, that demands a supernatural answer. And so therefore you don't try on your own strength. You go to God. And it says in in Romans 8, 13, It says, if you live according to the flesh, you'll die. You do what you want to do, you'll die. Doctors told me I was dying. These people were dying. It says, but if by the power of the Holy Spirit, you put to death the deeds of the flesh, you'll live. Well, you know what that says? That the Holy Spirit has the power and that he is the sin killer. And so you bring him into the fight. It's his job. He's just waiting for you to ask. So A is ask God for help. Then it's C, commit to 24 hours. People would ask me, hey, could you quit drinking for the rest of your life? I'm like, no, I've tried. I can't. I can go a day, maybe a week, even a month when my family came down really hard on me, but I can't. And they said, but could you go 24 hours by God's strength? Will you commit to that? That's what I asked these same people. And they said, yeah, I could go 24 hours by God's strength and commit that to you. Great. That's all Jesus asks. That's Matthew 6, Seek first today his kingdom and his righteousness. Yeah, but what about tomorrow? Don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow's got enough troubles of its own. You just seek me today and I got you. It's daily bread, not monthly, annual, lifetime bread. It's daily bread. That's see you. So you commit to another person, a brother or sister in Christ, same gender, because you, you got one struggle. You don't need another getting all mixed up in a relationship. That's A, ask, C, commit, then T, talk or text the next day. You set an alarm on your phone. You're like, all right, it's seven o'clock. I'm committing to you by God's strength to stay sober for the next 24 hours. And I'm going to follow up with you at this time the next day. And I'm going to be emboldened in my faith because I'm going to, I know that I'm going to check in with you. When I get tempted, I'll be like, well, I got to call David tomorrow and let him know how I did if I stayed sober for 24 hours from alcohol or drugs. And so I do. I start walking daily with my brother. That's Hebrews 3.13. It says, encourage one another daily so that you will not be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin, that every single day sin is out to deceive you and harden your heart against the things of God, but that if we encourage one another daily, we'll be able to move from them. You know, you remember that picture that I showed you? The way that I got from that picture to this who you see today was all just by acting on the promises of God. I ask him for help. I commit to 24 hours and I talk and text with a brother in Christ every single day. And one day became a week and a week became a month and a month, a quarter. And here I am, almost 18 years sober by the power of Jesus Christ. And what he did for me, he will do for you. I am not unique. I'm nothing special. I was a wasted life of a man. And I thought if I quit drinking, my life's over. When in reality, my life was just beginning. Again, he will not give you a better life. He'll give you a new life. And so if that's you tonight, if what I've said is resonating with you and you're like, I think this may be me. I feel like the spirit of God is convicting me of this. I need help. I don't even know what step to take. Tell someone tonight. 
That's all you have to do is just say, hey, I think that's me. Can we talk? And you begin your journey. And salvation, redemption, regeneration begins tonight. I want you to now hear from a friend of mine, a sister in Christ, and a coworker here at the church on staff, my dear sister, Amy. Please welcome her with me to the stage.